Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels, F1 and possibly some other things podcast. It's Paul here with... Sean. Chris. Lee. Now, are you sure that any of us aren't Daniel Abt? Not well, today. Well, you can't see my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Since we stopped doing these on video temporarily, we don't, we don't know who everyone is. Right. If you are Daniel Abt, stand up. Right, there we go. None of us are. No. Anyone see anyone see that yesterday? That was that was amazing. I haven't seen it. I've seen the uh fallout from the Formula E uh race at home thing. I have seen like a little bit of video where he wasn't showing his face and then Stoffel Van Dorm was like, I'm not having that. That's not Daniel. <laughs> uh and and actually got his mobile phone out to ring Daniel Abt, who did not answer his phone. <laughs> uh so yeah, I mean, it's a bit naughty, but I mean, does it does it matter really? Did he actually get a ten grand penalty? He, was it not thirty? No, it was. Ter- he, he's oh. been he's been told to donate ten thousand uh, ten thousand euros to a charity of his choice. It's a Do mandatory you know donation. I think was the phrase <laughs> yeah. they used. Yeah, yeah. I mean. I do, the funny thing is, right, when I, when I was watching the um, the Legends race at the weekend, I turned turned around to uh, my girlfriend and I said, well, you know, it's, um, I think it's good in a way. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying like poor, poor multimillionaires, but I, it's good in a way that these, these people will put the time in on a Saturday every single week to do stuff that they wouldn't normally do, which gives us something to watch. Does it does it really matter? Does it matter to the point of a penalty, like a financial penalty? Um, I think I think in some cases it does because I mean the um, the Formula E stuff, the race at home series there, um, that is actually raising money for UNICEF. They got real sponsors as well, haven't they? Involved with that, so there yeah. is there is company affiliations with the actual Formula E esports. Maybe, but then again, were you talking about an eSport thing and then you're talking about like, actual sports? Um, I, should he have to do it? Do you know what I mean? Should he, if he doesn't want to do it or, and then, or if he, should, he, should he have to be pressured into it? Especially if he sucks at it. What if he just sucks at playing computer games? Yeah, but I mean, if he's, well, if he's, if he's, if he's, if he's signed up to do it and bearing, bearing in mind the team actually has his, his team has his name on it, yeah, maybe. and he's representing he's representing his sponsors as well, who have put money into his team, and he then goes and makes everybody look a little bit stupid. I just don't, you know, fair enough, fair enough, enough say, to, to, to like to think it's important. You know, if you if you do, if you don't want to do it or you don't think you're good enough or you're not up to it, then just say I'm not. You know, I'm not capable of doing this. I don't want to do it. And is it not better for his name just to be making the money for the charities? Is it if, if it is just down to charity? Yeah, but why then not? Shouldn't it just but, be about making the money for the charity? Yeah, but then why, why not say, well, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I've got this other guy in in place of me, and then yeah. make Maybe. out make out that it's him, and then stick a large camera sideways on in front of somebody else's face, so you can't you can't see who it is. Although in that screenshot that I saw, it looked like he was lurking in the background. Someone's in the background, isn't it? You can see someone's like jeans just slightly off screen. Yeah. Just it just it, to me seemed like another thing for people to get like pretend they're upset about. Oh, it's not being. What up- else have we got to do at the moment? Oh, it's not being it's upset. It's just what a 
you know, how the hell you, you know, it's like when the, when the mask comes off the ghost in Scooby Doo. You know, it's going to be old Mr. Johnson from the amusement park, but you still watch it every week. I mean, it's Formula E. Fucking eight people watch the real sport. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I wondered how long that was going to take. In the and real. I'm sure, I, I'm sure Daniel Apt, one fan, you know, his mother, I'm sure she was very disappointed in him. <laughs> in the real Formula E, though, they are always particularly sticklery for the rules. They have um, a, a rule where if your underwear does not comply with the regulations, you can be disqualified. Reason 456 why Lee won't watch another fucking race. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Formula One have a have an underwear regulation as well, you know. I don't um, know that it's as, as rigorously enforced as it is in Formula E. I think they've had like four drivers disqualified in one race before now for having presumably not entirely in- fire retardant pants. Uh, oh well, I mean, f- fireproofs, that's fine. Um, David Coulthard no, wore not. the same pair no, wait. of... David Coulthard wore the same pair of boxes for his entire career. They were his lucky boxes. Yeah, but the, wait a second. Why do they have to wear fireproof underpants in an electric car with no fuel? Electrical just, fires? Oil, would you want to take just, an electric shock, shock oh, to the underwear region? Oil fires? I was having an argument. Well, on, I was having an argument on Twitter a while back with uh, somebody who was claiming that um, Formula E was all electric, so there weren't even any lubricants in there. Oh, oh dear! Oh no. <laughs> there are lubricants, but they're all—they're all—they're um... they're all electric ones. <laughs> no, they're all what? What's what's the word for them? They are. Um, they're not like zero emissions. They're, they're like they're like clean lubricants, um, and and like the generators that power them are, are even powered by like clean. Um, the generators that power the stuff to produce the, the the lubricants are even powered by clean energy. So it's it's, it's trying to be as clean as, as possible. The lubricants in Formula E. But according to, according to this argument, I've had uh, they're all trying to be as dry as possible as well. Yeah, you, you <laughs> can't you run a lubricant you, for, isn't it? <laughs> you can run an electric motor without lubricants, but probably not on that scale. And also, um, wheels need bearings, and bearings definitely need lubricant exactly but anyway formula e cars can burst into flames and brake fluid is a thing as well no 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 they use gravel well well, actually most of the drivers do use the gravel as a brake or nick heidfeld (laughs) (laughs) Ah, back to the back to the world of disappointment can we talk about some professional motorsport formula one uh, yes, when when we will see it is confirmed, where we will see it has now been thrown into doubt by the UK government. First year race is definitely Austria as things stand. And now it looks like the British Grand Prix and the other Silverstone race, because apparently they're all going to have different names now. Yep. British Cause... Grand Prix 1 and Silverstone race 2. Yes. They now may not be going ahead on the 26th of July and the 2nd of August uh, because the UK government are bringing in regulations where any anyone arriving in the UK from the 8th of June has to go into isolation quarantine for 14 days. That would make Hungary the second or third round of the championship. So, yeah, Hungary are ready to step in and do the second location for races, possibly races three and four. Please let's not have two races in Hungary. 
Hungary's all right. It can be a procession, though. You can get a few, okay. You can get the you can get odd results as well, can't you? I think particularly if it's early in the season, that could be like who knows what on the podium. Ninety seven wasn't ninety seven wasn't a procession. No, ninety seven wasn't a procession. <laughs> but the um, that was the problem I've got. Years ago. Oh, Jesus Christ! The problem I've I've got with that is you're. Um, it it tends to be Akar does really well. You 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 expect like the Red Bull to do really well or something like that, and it could almost be like a gimme for for one team. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like it's, it's, there's always like this like a one standout team which crushes Hungary. Yeah, but seeing as we've not actually seen any cars on track since February, and that was 15 years ago, we don't know who's going to be good. <laughs> oh. oh no, we don't we don't know. But what, what I mean is, you you might literally get the same race twice. Because because cars can't overtake very easily there, and it's yeah, it it would be like having two Monacos. Nobody wants two Monacos. They should use different tire compounds. That would make it interesting. I mean, it would be good if you could do that race backwards. You know, that wouldn't be awful if you, if you if if they could do that do that. I mean, there's the sand pits everywhere around that track, isn't there? They are quite generous with yeah. the runoff there. Yeah, it's full of Formula E wheel bearing lubricants. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's called it's called Monaco without the barriers, isn't it? Hungary, the Hungara ring. Yeah, I have I have I have heard it referred to as that. Why can't we have like two spas or two Austins? Can't uh, have Austin mm-hmm. because their their state has said no oh. for the time being because Corona. Can't have Belgium until at least the arse end of August because politicians 28th say of no. August. Yeah. Officially, there's no sport in Belgium until September, but they have made an exception for F1. Is Austin, Austin is on the provisional calendar, though, isn't it? It is, but currently, currently it's a no-go. They're, they're working yeah, on the basis yeah. that by that time, things will have improved. Cool. Because I think I think they are starting to open up. They're one of the states, aren't they? That are yeah, New, New York. Um, New York this week made changes allowing professional sport to do like practices and training and that kind of thing. So it's it's starting to relax. So there's still no go for the New Jersey uh, Formula E Grant race then. Not sure what the New Jersey rule is. New York, yes. New no, Jersey, hmm. I- <laughs> I was just going on professional sports. Ah, I see, I see. Ah. <laughs> um, so, yes, it looks like Silverstone could be delayed. I'm trying to find the provisional calendar that we had previously, but that appears to have vanished from everywhere. You can you can tell how uh, you can tell how on the ball and clued up we are tonight. How on it we actually are. You can, and you can also tell it's been a bank holiday and. You don't do anything on bank holidays, do you? Not really. I worked today. Yeah, I worked. All right, 50% of the population do nothing on bank holidays. I have the provisional <laughs> calendar if you want. Me and, what was your me question? Me don't do anything. Um, yeah, what what are the European races as they, as they stand on that? So do you want all the funny names with them? Because at the moment it's starting with the Austrian Grand Prix. And then it's the Red Bull Ring 2 the following week. Um, Then July into August is meant to be British Grand Prix followed by Silverstone Grand Prix. Or on the provisional calendar, it was Hockenheim 
as the alternative. Right. So potentially, if Silverstone is a no-go, it could all, could end up being maybe Hungary and then Hockenheim. Um, then it's Spain, Belgium, Italy, Azerbaijan. Are we counting that as European? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, d- we did we did once. <coughs> Interestingly, at the arse end of the calendar, it's Bahrain two followed by Bahrain. So the kind Bahrain two, Bahrain <laughs> one. So, so, so the, the the kind of Star Wars in it, and the actual Bahrain Grand Prix one isn't going to be anywhere near as good as Bahrain the sequel. Yeah. Bahrain, the the official Bahrain Grand Prix with the F2, F3 support races is on the 6th of December and the bonus one has been stuck in the week before. But don't watch Return of the Desert before you've watched The New Sand. Otherwise you won't know who anyone's dad is. <laughs> no. And as for the Phantom Gravel, forget it. <laughs> so at the moment, everything appears to be, uh, everything appears to be very up in the air. Which, yeah. we've kind of been saying that all along this year so far. That's the only thing we've been able to say, and we're nearly halfway through the year. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that is a worrying thought. I think we'll be right. I'm, I've, I'm just looking forward to like, rolling around closer and getting some sort of cars on track. Well, yeah, put it this way. By this time next month, we should definitely be looking forward to a race a week away we may be able to do a preview good god how do we do those i'm gonna gonna have to go back and listen to old episodes (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're gonna have to listen to the back catalogue just to just to find out what we used to do yeah, um, I, t- I take it we're doing a past the disaster predictor for this season as well Yeah, he's going to turn up somewhere, surely. <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am amazed with the number of ex-drivers that have been turning up in various virtual series. We haven't seen him or Johnny Chicotto anywhere. Christ. No, I, was to- <laughs> I was totally waiting for, for um, Pasta to turn up in the Formula One uh, eSports. But, and I was like, who's he going to drive for? And then it dawned on me, no one wants him. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is that? Why is that suddenly popped up just as we're talking about this? I, I've just gone to look at Pastor Maldonado's Instagram, and on the fourteenth of May, he posted a black screen with the letters "Who wants Pastor Maldonado back?" Did anyone put their hand up? Uh, Ten thousand two hundred and eighteen people liked it. I don't know whether that means yes. Do they all work for the Venezuelan fuel company? Uh, I was just going to say, that number is Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> Although one of them was Daniel Abt. He could, I mean, Renault have got a seat. It could happen. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, Cyril has said that Renault aren't going to be announcing the new driver yeah. until after racing mm-hmm. starts. Oh, that would be <laughs> come back to end all comebacks, literally, because he'd wipe everyone out. He's then the following day, actually the same day, posted a picture of um, his 2012 race win, just to remind people he is a race winner. That yeah. that doesn't even sound right when you say it. That's that sounds like you've 
just dropped in from a different fucking dimension when you say things like that. He's also not right. 21 hours ago, he posted a collection of his lower formula podiums from Monaco. He has three wins and five podium. At Monaco? At Monaco. I remember the year he definitely didn't win at Monaco when he ploughed into everyone. Yeah, funnily enough, none, none, of, yeah, none of these are from his Formula One times. Yeah, not surprised. I mean, he's, he's only got all these podiums in lower formulas because, I mean, it's standard rule, isn't it? You break it, you buy it. He beat Fernando Alonso at his home race. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can still remember. I can still remember that day, and I was just like, because after qualifying, it's just like, oh my god, how did he do that? Oh, that's one of those just like weird podi- uh, like weird pole positions that just kind of, you know, how- he'll be like fourth place by the end of like lap one, and he'll disappear. He may not even finish in the points. Like when Hulkenberg uh, randomly got a pole, was it in Brazil? Yeah. By the yeah, end of was, lap one, yeah, it was yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, by the end of lap one, it, his dream was over. I was expecting something very similar for Maldonado, and I remember. I remember watching the first lap and I thought, he's doing, yeah, okay, he's doing doing all right here, he's doing okay. And then Alonso got into the lead, I think. I think it was like the second lap or something, Alonso got into the lead. It was lap was it. one, was according go. to Wikipedia. It was what, the first corner? The first lap. Oh, first lap, okay. Uh, I remember Alonso getting into the lead and just thinking, oh, that's it now then. Like, the best he can hope for is second, but I don't even think he'll hold on to that with, you know, Hamilton, Vettel, Weber. Etc. All behind him, and then when Alonso made that pit stop and then passed the Maldonado, took the lead of the race again. I was just like, "Oh, this 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 will be fun." Uh, Passer gets to lead the race for a little bit, and then Williams made that pit stop, and when he came out ahead of Alonso. I was just like, "Wait a second. <laughs> I was like, "No." I was I was looking at the amount of laps left, and I was looking at the times. So I was just like, "Nah, nah. Alonso's going to catch him." And Alonso just didn't catch him. And I don't know what <laughs> happened. But Maldonado won the race. And I, it was just this, the weirdest sensation. Because I think that year we had like seven different winners for the first seven races. But at no point did anyone ever think that one of those seven winners would be past the Maldonado. <laughs> Do we know who got the fastest lap in that race, by the way? No. It was Roman Mark, Grosjean. Really? Yes. <laughs> oh. God, wait a second. So, uh, okay, so we need one more terrible thing to happen for it to be the trifecta of the worst race weekend in history. Didn't Williams burst into flames they shortly did. after the race finished? I think, was it not Senna's <laughs> car? I think it was Bruno Senna's car that blew up rather yeah. than the, it the was, Maldonado. It, it was somebody's Kerr's unit. I remember that much. And that someone had to run into the garage and carry Frank Williams out. <laughs> it was Maldonado, wasn't it? Wasn't it Maldonado went back in to get Frank? What a hero. What a day that was for him. Uh, yeah, because I think he was quite, quite praised for it at the time. Managed to get him out of the garage without bumping into anybody else. Oh, no, I, I like it because it it's, it's kind of an Avengers thing, isn't it? It's like, today, Maldonado does not smash. Today, Maldonado <laughs> saved. <laughs> <laughs> anybody anybody fancy a watch party later on this week? The twenty twelve Spanish Grand Prix. I, I think we might have we might we might have to do the twenty twelve Spanish Grand Prix. Uh what's what's everyone what's everyone like for Thursday night? Don't know yet. Don't know. Have to find out. Thursday at the moment. Oh. We will uh, we will we will sort something out. 
because I think uh, I think it I think it needs it needs to happen. We need to watch that race with company <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or support group. More likely support group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Support group definitely more likely. Um, right, so slightly slightly going on the uh, running order in the other ways, but um, yes, Renault have said no no driver replacement for Ricardo until after racing has started. I was going to say, no driver replacement for Ricardo, so they're just going to run one car. It's Ocon, no, yeah. You followed it up. Yeah. Run, run Ocon <laughs> on his own, he'd still fall out with his teammate. He would. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is why I'm not entirely sure it's a good idea to bring Fernando Alonso back for a start. Or Maldonado. Um, Maldonado doesn't matter. You crash him to anyone. It doesn't matter who he is. Um, we could put Sebastian Vettel in that car. It wouldn't matter. Pastor Maldonado would find a way. Um, yeah. Ocon's not going to play a team game with anyone who's his teammate, I don't think. So I think Renault would have to look a little bit further into the future. I'm now starting to think it's going to be someone like Guang Yuzhou. I said Guan Yu Zhou uh, the first time we started yeah. talking about this. You did. You, you did. did. You did. You certainly did. Yeah. And I, I think he's got to be the the choice for the for the seat first choice anyway. Bringing Alonso back is a is a is a very romantic idea. Is it the best thing for Renault? Probably not. So they're probably going to bring him back because they never <laughs> do the right thing. So. But is it the best thing for Alonso? Probably not. Uh, and Alonso I think he was going to be Bottas for Alonso. I mean, but Bottas, um, Bottas's agent has been in talks with, well, practically the entire grid. Renault and Williams, I, I read in an unsubstantiated tweet. I did see something on a Facebook group this afternoon claiming that his agent had been in touch with Red Bull, which you can instantly count as bollocks. No, I mean, every. I think every driver agent will be in touch with every team. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's their job to send emails out, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. it's when it's when it gets made out as having made serious inquiries. No, it's the agent going. Any any seats free? All right, okay, fair enough. See you, see you next year. Well, here's an interesting thing then, because if you're saying that Bottas may go to Renault for 2021, um, that obviously leaves a seat open at Mercedes. Now, the the vast majority of people would think that George Russell would take that seat up in 2021. Uh, however. There appears he may have let slip that he has signed for Williams for 2021 already. He now, signed, I don't know if his contract. Yeah, he signed multi-year when he re-signed last year. Right. Okay. So he so he's already got multi-year contract. It wasn't like a one-year thing. No, because that was the only other thing. Generic I could think of. multi-year. I mean, he has okay, he has made. I've seen him make yeah. a couple of jokes in um, on various videos where he's dressed in full Williams gear, doing promotional stuff, and saying, uh, and don't forget, guys, you've got me here for years and years. I, I think it's very much a Bottas situation, isn't it, where he's there, he's there, but if Mercedes wants him somewhere else, he can go there. Oh, I'm sure there's a get-out clause in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, he, he is a Williams driver until Toto says he isn't. Well, I, I think George has got all the potential in the world, but I do think it might be stupid sticking him in a Mercedes now you know in next year because uh, i mean williams aren't going to do anything great this year you wouldn't have thought so he he needs that mid-grid team mm-hmm. really he doesn't need to let him see where he's like up to even even like um 
like Leclerc could show what he what he could do a bit better in the Salva. You know, it it doesn't need to be like all of a sudden in like the third best of car on the grid, but just something that isn't a second off everybody else, where you're only where you're only beating a man who was essentially retired years ago. Yeah, he needs he needs a year in a team that's sort of kind of getting into Q three points every now and then, like a racing point. Yes, yeah, if think, they didn't put a stroll been, in there. Yeah, I think that's why he's been put up. Um, I say put up against. That's why I think Nicholas Latifi is in this year because Latifi's been around for for years, hasn't he? Sort of test driver. Um, you know, on the verge of Formula One, he's kind of like the the new age Sergei Sorokin. Um, but shit ton of money just couldn't buy a full time seat. <laughs> pretty much but then uh, but we know Latifi's got some pace so it'd be um, I, th- I think I don't think anybody really saw Kubica against Russell as a true measure of Russell's talent in Formula 1 so I think um, Latifi who is yeah, okay he's not done like a full race in Formula 1 or anything yet but he's um, he's a known quantity amongst many many people on the grid so well, Latifi and Russell um, have raced each other in F2, so you can actually get some kind of comparison. Yeah. yeah. He, again, though, Latifi's been one of those, as I say, he's been he's been on the cusp of Formula 1 for years now that he's finally um, broken through in the Williams team. Um, I, I think it's a bit of a... It, it's a good evaluation to see what, um, you know, what George is actually going to be like against somebody who is also quite highly rated in... The junior ranks. And I think we'll get a better chance to see that in um, probably 2022, if they are still teammates. Because, I mean, with with the whole sort of development freeze on between now and effectively the end of next year. Um, well, this is the thing. The, Will- the, Williams is, the Williams is still a work in progress. You know, the, everything that came out of testing was it's better than it was last year. It's like, well... That's not hard, even though making a Formula One car these days is difficult. <laughs> Thank you, Paddy. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is. But I think I think all of this hinges 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 on Lewis Hamilton. Um, I, I think Mercedes are waiting to see if they can definitely tie him down for another. I, I reckon another couple of years. Um, and as soon as that's signed, whilst the ink is probably still wet on the contract, then they'll probably make a move for a second seat and be a bit braver with it. But if for whatever reason they can't get Hamilton to sign the contract or Hamilton decides he's, you know, going to take a year out and go windsurfing on the moon or whatever it is he wants to do, <laughs> then um, I can... That's the name, of, that's the name of my new funk band, by the way. Windsurfing on the moon. I just yeah. realised there's no wind on the moon. Um, <laughs> but the... Um, <laughs> sorry, I made myself laugh. Um... But yeah, as soon as they sort that out, I think they'll be a bit braver with the second seat. But if they're not, if they're not going to nail Hamilton down, or they're they're not sure about Hamilton, they may just want to hold on to Valtteri as a continuation thing, rather than I'm not saying they'll make him a number one driver, but you know, just for um, continuity purposes, holding on to Valtteri Bottas would be a good thing to do. Um, if because if they don't the think Lewis years. is going to stay, if they don't think Lewis is going to stay. If they don't think Lewis is going to stay, or if for some reason they can't get him to stay, hold on to Bottas, Bottas and then maybe push George Russell into the other seat. I think you'd be better off taking Vettel if you didn't think uh, Lewis was going to stay. I, I think yeah, if Lewis hold goes, on, they'd take hold Vettel. Hold on to Bottas. Yeah, but Bottas, Bottas is not going to win a world championship for you. 
I don't, I don't even number two driver for for whoever would come in as a number one. But you might not be able to get your number one driver then. You, know, you uh, right, right now you've got a four-time world champion that's sat there, essentially wanting to prove himself, and he's German. Um, I, I, I think, I, I think the smart money for the uh, Mercedes seat, no matter what, is is Vettel right now. But I also think that changing both drivers, so if they can't get Hamilton to sign for whatever reason, I'm pretty sure he will, but if they can't get him to sign for whatever reason, I don't think Mercedes would look at changing both drivers. Maybe. Maybe. It's it's always a risk in a top team when they swap both drivers out. Yeah, I mean, if they, did, if they didn't get Hamilton and they did put Vettel in, I think they'd hold on to Bottas just to compare... Uh, we know what Lewis can do against Bottas. Let's see how Sebastian is against Bottas. Mm. Well, I, th- I think, think I think it would be it, it would it would be more than that as well because I think a new driver come new number one driver comes into the team. Um, they're going to want a back you know they're going to want a good backup crew and that number two driver is part of the backup crew. Well, right, yeah. Let, let's just think about this for a split second though about the idea because I mean real realistically. Lewis Hamilton in any of his um, interviews and stuff, like during the like off period we've had, has given no indication <laughs> that he wants to leave Formula One. If anything, he's said in interviews he's probably got another two or three years left in him. Um, why do, do we? Does anyone seriously think he's going to leave before twenty twenty two? Because with the car freeze as well, um, Ferrari appear. I mean, things change, but Ferrari appear to have fucked it from the like the vibe of the team and the what what they were doing in testing. Um, Red Bull appear to be better, but don't seem to be title contenders. You've got to think that Lewis Hamilton might be looking at two years here, thinking this is Schumacher's record equaled and beaten. You know, yeah, short order here. I mean, I guess it all depends on what he gets offered from Mercedes. If he if he wants to do. Two, um, if he wants to do two more years at the very most and they want him to do four, then there might not be any middle ground, which would be three. No, no, no driver gets signed for four years these days, do they? Charles Leclerc did, I think. Yeah, but I mean, just in general for contracts, a general contract is like a two-year contract and even the second year's got options. And it, it it depends on the circumstances. I mean, you 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 join Red Bull, you actually sign a ten thousand year one, and they choose when to release you. I mean, I I think Lewis Hamilton has more um, has more marbles to to get to deal with here than even Mercedes do. Um, he's a like an absolute marketing dream for Mercedes. He's one of those celebrities that's transcended the sport he's in. Um, and to top out, to top off all the financial reasons you'd want to keep him in the sport, you want to keep him in your team. He also might possibly be the best driver of all time. And you uh, want that on your record, wouldn't uh, you? After you want, after, you Charles, want after Charles Leclerc, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not even. But worth you'd want that with your team. <laughs> you want it to be Lewis Hamilton, eight-time world champion, Mercedes-powered. Um, um, for for all of them, because then that that totally trumps what Ferrari did in the in the early part of the century. Yeah. You you have the most successful driver that's ever been in Formula One, doing it in the most successful team that's ever been in Formula One. You've yeah, I mean, te- 
Go on, go on, sorry. I was just going to say you've lit, you, you've done the dominance like that. You cannot be more dominant in the sport if that's what happens. Yeah, technically speaking, Lewis Hamilton's already kind of ahead in that respect because uh, Schumacher's first world championship was with a Ford. The second world championship was with a Renault. And it was only only the five that came after that that were Ferrari powered, um, <laughs> but it's um, so so yeah. So Lewis is one up in in that respect anyway. But I I think you know, Lewis's Lewis's legacy stands better than uh, Michael Schumacher's anyway, just purely of the fact that he hasn't cheated. Yeah. Well, has he cheated? I don't know if he has. Well, I mean, as far as driving into somebody to win a world championship, that's pretty pretty up there. At least once. <laughs> At least once. <laughs> well, the one the one time it worked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you've hit him in the wrong place, my friend. <laughs> God, I, I love that bit of commentary so much. It's my favourite bit of sporting commentary of all time. <laughs> Martin Brundle. And closely followed by the fact that even in my head, the um, uh, I, I can hear my dad shouting at the tally saying, "You didn't do it, you absolute bastard!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the sound in our house is more about, "Oh, for fuck's sake, what's he trying to do?" I got up off the seat. I remember getting up off the seat when he did it because I thought that Villeneuve had damage, and then. You know, I, I, watching Villeneuve going past the pits without pulling in because I was just expecting him to pull in and be damaged, and that was it. You know, but but watching him continue and Schumacher floundering in the gravel, I was just like, is this it? Is this is this is this the karma that we waited three years for? <laughs> I, I'd love to have been in Damien Hill's house. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what what was Mrs. Hill saying when she was watching that? <laughs> Something along the lines of get in. <laughs> Possibly the C. <sea. coughs> uh, right, next thing that we've got is new MD pending at Aston Martin. Now, this is Aston Martin, the car manufacturer, and not the F1 team as yet. Yes, yeah, so this is the, the company that Lawrence Stroll is the majority shareholder in. He officially took charge of that, I think it was last month, and is apparently going to replace Andy Palmer with a gentleman called Tobias Mers, Mowers, not quite sure how we're saying that, um, but he is currently from Mercedes. Strength, strengthening the Aston Martin Mercedes ties. Well, Andy Palmer was the Aston Martin guy who was doing all the interviews when they had the tie-in with Red Bull. He was the guy in the pits who was wearing his Red Bull jacket and um, was very much looking forward to being part of the Aston Martin Red Bull Racing, um, you know, the, the 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 entity that never really properly took off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so Andy, you might recognise Andy Palmer as that as that guy who was it was in the pits, especially when. Um, was it the British Grand Prix where they bought the the Aston Martin Valkyrie and Danny Ricciardo and Max Verstappen went round is like sort of like parade laps just to sort of unveil it? Yes, I think they. Um, I think we actually might use that as one of our cover pictures for a podcast. Yeah, when that, um, when that happened, he was there and he was very prominent that weekend as well. I think that was twenty twenty seventeen, maybe twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Must be twenty seventeen, I think. 
sounds but about the, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so for him to be, you know, leaving his role, I guess you could <laughs> you could say, not a forced out by Stroll or just... Um, they know, have released a statement saying that they are reviewing their management team. So binned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, that's what, that's what that means, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of weird that the guy who got them into Formula One is is being booted out, especially now that they're going to have their own team. But I suppose Lawrence Stroll knows Formula One quite well himself. Coming from his uh, coming from his background of Tommy Hilfiger, yeah. Well, no, he's, he's <laughs> what was it? The Williams and now Racing Point was it? It must be three years now. He's been in and around. It was twenty seventeen. Stroll made his debut, so this would be year four. Plus, yeah. obviously, wow. Stroll would have been lurking for a couple of years before that, wasn't he? He was he was in yeah. the Williams garage for a bit before he actually made his F one debut. Mm. Yeah. Bought him, bought him a seat in the garage, then bought him a seat in the car. <laughs> so, yeah, it looks like um, big changes afoot. I mean, Lawrence Stroll has... The only way to describe it is financially juggled $200 million for shares in the F1 team as well, which are now to be made available to his investor mates. Can't see Toto investing in that one, because I don't think he'd be allowed. That would be conflict of interest, wouldn't it? They had Unless to, um, they had to get rid of all his Williams shares when um, when he took on a board position in Mercedes. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't I can't imagine that being allowed, even with a customer team and him being a non-voting shareholder as well of the parent company. Business is confusing, mm-hmm. especially Formula One business. Yeah, if only there was somebody who could actually explain it properly. <laughs> <laughs> there isn't. No, no, no. Totally, totally Flavio, good. Flavio would be able to give us a, a pretty good rundown, I reckon. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> you have a conversation <laughs> with Flavio Briatore, and by the end of it, you somehow invested in his new venture. And signed Alonso. <laughs> what was it that was discussed in the Three Legs, Four Wheels um, quiz the other week? Flavio is in the house. Oh, yes. The, yeah, the Flavio Briatore is in the house club in Monaco. Yeah, I bet the club doesn't even know anything about that. I bet he just put that banner outside and they've just been left there. <laughs> he is pretty much the only person who uses the hashtag. Flavio is in the house, is it? Something like that. Something along those lines, yeah. And he is pretty much... I searched it on Twitter. And yeah, he is I'm pretty right much now. the only person using it. <laughs> well, I'm going to do that right now. Took, I, I always took uh, interest in what Mark Webber said about it because uh, when Webber was... Well, sorry, when Flavio was... Uh, banned from going in the paddock because he was Mark Webber's manager, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Webber started managing himself after that. And when he was asked why um, why he didn't find another manager, uh, he said, because the only person I've ever found that's trustworthy in uh, in motorsport is Flavio Briatore. What does that say Mark for the rest Webber. of motorsport? Yeah, Mark Webber's not one to mince his words either, is he? He's, no, he no. <laughs> that, that's what I thought. I thought, well, yeah, it's a, I, I will, I'll take Mark Webber at face value on that. That, that's, that's, a, that's a question along the lines of, well, which toe would you rather lose? <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Bloody hell. 
Um, right, talking of dodgy business dealings. Now, the cost cap has been agreed. None of, nothing about that's dodgy. Uh, <laughs> so... Teams can now not spend more than one hundred and forty-five dollars each. One hundred and forty-five, one hundred and forty-five million dollars a year. Say so one hundred and forty-five dollars a year. That's not going to get them very far. Yeah, get, get you a decent team in um, one of the PlayStation NASCAR. games or iRacing's. Um, NASCAR would do it. So <laughs> one hundred and forty-five million a year, um, but driver salaries aren't included in that. And marketing isn't included in that. I think there's a few other things as well. I'm just trying to find the, uh, just trying to find the the restrictions or the uh, or the loopholes. So, if driver salaries aren't included in that, and obviously driver salaries have to come from, well, they don't have to come from, but obviously they have to go through the team. Um, how how could it be that you could? Pay your drivers. Oh, hang on a second. I've just worked it out. Pay your drivers to do the marketing. Um, I don't know, but from the looks of things, Ferrari are getting ready to send out something in the region of 20 million promotional power units. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Is this going to be like a really, really Oh, wait, did you just buy a box of cornflakes? <laughs> <laughs> just think, oh, God, this box is heavy. But, yeah, is there going to be something like, we've got a sponsor on the rear wing, therefore the rear wing is promotional, so all aero development on it is marketing? Welcome that to Loophole be- City. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, because from from what was said originally, marketing marketing costs aren't included in there. So, is bodywork, design, manufacture, and development? If you stick a logo on it, it's marketing. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> this front wing was brought to you by Coca Cola. <laughs> the Philip Morris MGUH. <laughs> How long is it before um, companies are going to start sponsoring um, certain um, gravel traps? Um, when a driver goes into a gravel trap, it, oh, and that spin by Sebastian Vettel was brought to you by Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is the, this is my dystopian nightmare, isn't it? It's just where everything has a company logo on it. What, what, any, anyone watched any of the NASCAR that's been going on for the last week no. or so? Right, the race out of the pit lane when they have one of these competition cautions and the whole field goes under yellow and then everyone's allowed to dive into the pits because they haven't had practice or testing, or in some cases qualifying. So they're bringing a yellow flag after about 30 laps and anyone can, everyone makes a pit stop for adjustments on the car. And they have the race, the race out of the pit line, pit lane is sponsored by an insurance company. Oh, come on. Like... It wouldn't surprise me if they had overtake. You know, did that overtake, that pass was brought to you by B&Q. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there used to be a B&Q racing team in British touring cars back in um, back in the 90s. Who was that? I don't remember B&Q touring car team. Um, yeah, it was um, a guy called John Batchelor who was a legendary nutter. Is this off the soups? Yeah. Um, he was really one of that lot. He was related to the family that made soup. Yeah, I vaguely remember 
John Batchelor. The year before that they were B&Q Racing, they were sponsored. They were Top Gear, um, Top Gear Racing team. They were sponsored by Top Gear, the magazine, not the TV program, because yeah, there's such a Ye- difference there. I, and he was one of the I think dri- I remember. He was one of the drivers as well as being the team owner, and he, he changed his name by Deed Pearl to get the sponsorship, and he was called John Top Gear for a year. Then the following year, he was he changed it again, and he was John B and Q. But I don't think you could have ampersands in your name. <laughs> he may have found a loophole. He then bought something very dear to my heart, York City Football Club, changed the name to York City Soccer Club, and changed the kit to put a checkered flag on one sleeve because of his racing heritage. And everyone hated him forever. Then the club went bust under his stewardship, went into administration and the fans had to buy it out. He then tried to buy another football league club, Mansfield Town, who he then wanted to rename Harchester United after the fictional team in the Sky One football soap opera Dream Team. Sky objected. (laughs) So when did York become become an FC again? About three quarters of an hour after uh, after we got rescued. Good. <laughs> yeah, the guy was uh, the guy was a little bit of a um, unique individual. That's putting it politely. It basically, yes. Say <laughs> so what I want about him. He died. He died of um, alcohol poisoning a few years ago. Really? Yes. I don't think any of those oh, don't think any of those business decisions were actually made while sober. Got you. So you had to party hard. Uh, when he liked to party, he did party hard. But yes, so you could you could have that overtake was brought to you by B and Q. But not John Bachelor's B and Q. But not John Bachelor's B and Q. No, no, no. He made a right soup of it. Ooh. Yeah. Anyway. So yes, I'm lost. <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. That's that's good. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you back. So, cost cap for 2021 is going to be 145 million, which has been confirmed. And then over the next few seasons, it's being reduced. 2022, it's going to be 140. And then they're hoping that everything will be brought down to 135 million from 2023 onwards. And Ferrari have agreed to this, so there must be an absolute fuckload of loopholes. And everyone's gone quiet trying yes. to think what the loopholes <laughs> can be, but I think Sean's actually nailed it. Yeah, it, everything will become marketing. Everything will be developed by technology companies rather than through the F1 team. And then suddenly an F1 application is found for development so that none of the cost of researching it goes towards F1. And of of course with Ferrari, they're newly formed either IndyCar or WEC team. Great. Will be able to work on the technology side of things because it now looks like Ferrari are actually thinking about pitching headlong into their own works WEC team, whether that's going to be the hypercars or the LMP1 replacements or whatever they are, or just ramping up the GT programme. Is this so the next time they quit Formula One, people might take them seriously because they've at least got something else to go to if they do? Quite possibly, yes. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, we could uh, we could we could see Ferrari on a on a different kind of different kind of circuit in the next couple of years it, because they've got all these staff that Italian law says that they can't lay off until their particular division starts making a loss. Yeah, so like you said, you'll see the the Philip Morris development company, which will work on technologies that just happen to be able to be applied to Formula One, mm-hmm. and the yeah, like. Um, yeah, Alfa Romeo will have <laughs> the the Orlan Orlan Fuels Technology Division, which just happens to be putting their technology towards the Alfa Romeo team. Mm, yeah, it's. I think we're we're going to see more partnerships between actual automotive technology companies and F1 teams. Have Liberty? Or, I know we shouldn't really call them Liberty anymore because they are actually Formula One as an entity. Fwonk. Um, but have. have have Formula One's American owners, Chase Carey and all them, have they underestimated what Formula One, well, the length that Formula One teams will go to to bend the rules to to suit them? You know that Simpsons episode where the Germans buy the uh, nuclear power station <laughs> and they didn't think yeah, it would they... be so difficult? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those Germans are Chase Carey and co. right this minute. I I think you've got a situation where they want Formula One teams to stop spending as much money. But it's difficult to turn around and say to a company that's got the cash to spend um, that they can't do it anymore. So it, it feels like it's just a, like we know you're going to spend more money than you're supposed to, but we're going to make it as fucking difficult as possible for you to do it. Oh, we're going to make you jump through a few hoops to hide it. No, I mean, because they'll still, even if they are like it's even if there does have to be some creative accountancy to do it, it's still going to result in teams spending less money than they were. On paper? No, no, I mean, just in general. Like, they're not they're not going to be able to smuggle through the difference. You know, they're, they're not going to be able to all of a sudden fucking hide 100 million from somewhere. Um, so they, they will make teams spend less money in the same way as you tell a, a kid that if he doesn't eat his dinner, he'll go, he'll, he'll go to go to bed without anything to eat. You're never going to do that. That would be cruel. But you can try and force them into doing what you want them to do, what you to do. You've been really struggling parenting during the lockdown, haven't you? (laughs) No, it'd be all right, to be fair. We we could have done a lot worse than Arthur. Um, I mean, I can can see what Liberty, F1, whatever, Kerry and Co are after trying to do this because obviously there is you know there's a huge disparity in the amount that some teams spend compared to other teams and what they want to do is try kind of make it as even as possible so that every team has an equal chance of building a race race or championship winning car at the start of each season now whether that um, well, that car is actually capable of it by the end of the season. Again, that depends on how much money you're going to throw into it during the course of the year, which is why you know there's been these development freezes talked about. And um, I mean, we're, we're looking at using the same cars and same spec of power units now up to the end of next year when the new rules change. Yeah. And I think part part of that is to yeah, okay, the 2021 regulations have been delayed. Um. Not for not for the reasons that we actually thought they were going to be delayed in the first place, but you know, rather than spend an absolute ton of money on 
new things that will only be usable for one season, then freeze the development. I've completely lost myself with where I was going with that one. Um, but yeah, it you know it just means now that the next couple of years we're going to be in a we're kind of going to be in the same situation that we have been for the last year or last year or five, where the teams that haven't had the huge budget still can't make the make the great car at the start of the season that's fast out of the blocks. Yeah. But, but now they're going to be in a position, and I'm particularly looking at sort of the Racing Point organisation in this one, because we've said all along Force India were traditionally better in the second half of the season when the money came in, and they could actually put the work into the car. And what happened with the end of Force India and the start of Racing Point, it's going to have, going to have had a knock-on effect. And I think that... You know, without without seeing what what the pink Mercedes is actually capable of, I think they could they could end up um, being stuck in the same position that they're in right now. Whereas you get McLaren, who are on the bounce back, and you know they they finished fourth in the constructors' championship last year, and they've got the money to plough into this year's car. And if it, you know if it turns out that that was the right amount of cash, then they're good for next year as well. Yeah, I mean, there's also a question about the winnings as well, isn't it? Like you say, the teams at the top are going to get the bigger winnings and they're going to have legally, in, in, in inverted commas, more money to put into the team for the following year. Yeah. So, you know, I think putting a flat, flat cap in is a good idea. It's, a flat cap? <laughs> it, it makes it more northern. Yeah, hey, for- Northern Formula One. <laughs> for- form- Formula Whip it, lad. Street race, street races around Dewsbury. I can see it happening right now. Sorry, I've become even more Yorkshire. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think I think putting putting the cap in is a good idea because it balances things out. But um, you know, it's it's how well it's going to be stuck to it, and how many loopholes are Ferrari looking for right this second? Oh, it won't just be Ferrari though. Oh no, I'm using them as an example because they're all they're always the best at it. <laughs> But how much extra? Depending how much extra scrutiny? On, sorry, Lee, go sorry, on. go on, mate. Oh, how much extra scrutiny for Ari going to be under for the last time they tried to exploit a loophole and there was nothing to see here? But depending where where all these teams are after like almost a full year of not racing, and then what's going on uh, uh, like financially in the world after this, these teams could be all quite happy to pull back the reins a little bit on cost, and it. It might stop. Uh, it might be one of those situations where a company like Ferrari will grumble about it, but secretly in the back of their mind, they'll be thinking, "Oh, thank fuck, we don't have to spend all that money again." Because nobody's buying their cufflinks. I know. Yeah, <laughs> no one's buying the cufflinks. Nobody's. Uh, nobody wants the t-shirts. One other thing that is happening though is there's going to be. I I read this as aerodynamic handicaps, but it's not it's not as simple as that. It's not, it's not like well you've got to have more wing angle if you're doing well. What they're actually going to bring in, and this one hasn't been ratified by the World Motorsport Council yet, but the teams have approved, is that lower performing teams are going to be allowed more wind tunnel and CFD development time. So that kind of makes sense. Sounds good. Yeah. That that I think like, is that I think is a really good idea because it's it's a flat limit for everyone at the moment. Yeah, it's like the um, going back to the touring cars thing we were talking about before. It's like the old ballast for touring cars, isn't it? The winners would get ballast put in 
so the cars were heavier and therefore slower for the next race. But it's the, the, almost like they still do that. The, they still do that now. Yeah, I, um, I was watching watching some. Uh, I think it was the finale at the end of the season. I think they had four races over the course of a weekend, and yeah, uh, by the time of the fourth race, there was there was about seven or eight cars all carrying ballast because they'd all got podiums over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea because it, it changes it up. I'm so, sure they you know, do it in they, the. Um, sorry, I'm sure they do it in the GT class in um, WEC as well. Rings a bell. The only problem yeah. with that is that you get a freak result for somebody and then they're fucked for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're, fucked, they're fucked for that next race because all the, they only they only have it for the next race and then that's oh, it's it. Oh, just a race, is it? Good? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Think, thinking, like, imagine a. Uh, you know, like Williams got that podium and stuff with Lance Stroll, and that's them done for the season. Well, yes, w- their their it- handicap is Lance Stroll. Yeah, <laughs> and they were done for the season after that podium that he got. Ah, uh, just fucking insert <laughs> random cubits a joke. I can't even be bothered saying yeah. it. <laughs> the other thing that's going to be allowed as well is open source parts. Now, there's not a great well, deal of like, explanation of this, but apparently, apparently they're going to be able to down, download engine components or car parts from Wikipedia. No, I, I love the idea of this. That it's uh, What it means is that no one's allowed to use either Mac OS or Windows, and everybody's got to run Linux. <laughs> <laughs> Formula Penguin. <laughs> I think it's but something... Is... Uh, sorry, go on. I was going to say, the thing is, is this not Formula Flood where everybody knows what everyone else is using? I seem to recall you being a big champion of that several years back. Round, yeah. round about the time that Dan was leaping up and down going, Linux, Linux, Linux. <laughs> <laughs> that's where he's gone. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think that's what this is, isn't it? Is that essentially all your designs are available to everyone for them to use if they want or something along those lines. I don't think it's quite that all-encompassing, but... Seems to to work well between Mercedes and Racing Point from what we saw in testing two uh, two years ago in February. (laughs) (laughs) For those those newer listeners who don't know what Formula Flood is, a few years ago we each had a go at reinventing Formula One, and Lee has been mostly right with the direction Formula One has actually taken, but I just said... Here's a box. Put your car in that box. It doesn't matter how fast you make your car, but you're not allowed to hide anything on it. Everybody has access to everything that you've done on your car, so that if if you are faster, they can copy it if they want to. And that was literally it. <laughs> kind of went well in the seventies, seventies and early eighties, because you got some bizarre results when um, there wasn't anywhere near as much secrecy going on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I think that's that is about all we've got on the um, on the news stuff for this week. But again, it's great to, great to actually have F one things to talk about. It's winding and, up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah you know we, we, we've rung like close, doesn't it? We've rung nearly an hour of F one into tonight's show. This has been this is this is record breaking. It's like a proper well. Formula One podcast. <laughs> just, just a second ago, when Flood turned around and said, "For the uh, for listeners that don't know." I almost thought you were going to say, for listeners that don't know what Formula One is, many years ago we used to send cars around a circuit. <laughs> oh, we, we, we do that. We, we might have to do that, you know. <laughs> well, we did that, did that virtually last night on iRacing. We did. 
Yeah, we have the uh, we have the ninety minutes of Le Mans, the second leg of our triple crown after the not quite five hundred a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'm really really enjoying uh, really enjoying sim racing at the minute. I'm looking forward to having a clean race on one of these without something going fucking drastically wrong, and I have a feeling it's going to be this weekend because. <laughs> I've enjoyed driving that F, uh, uh, F3 car, yep, the, and I like Spa. I yep, know the, it. The third leg of the uh, the third leg of the Triple Crown. Since we've we've had to be a little bit creative with this one because there isn't the Monaco circuit on iRacing for various logistical reasons. Like it only exists for five days a year, and they haven't had time to scan it, which kind of makes sense. So we're going to have um, the third leg, which has to be an open wheel F1 circuit, but as none of us are experienced enough to do F1 cars on there. It's going to be... Uh, we're doing F3 cars round Spa, so we're calling this, with it being the third leg of the Triple Crown, and it being Formula 3 cars, the Belgian Grand 3. We need fucking words with our marketing department. What, for uh, cost-saving accountancy <laughs> reasons? Or? Do you want to buy some cufflinks? We need them to set up a development company that, that specialises in technology, specifically to do with aerodynamics, if if possible. And we'll call it we'll call it whatever the sponsor's name is. Development. <laughs> I, I thought. I mean, I, I, I thought that was wrong, a good I'm name. I'm as guilty as this was the next man. But what is it with titles of things involving podcasts and puns? It's a hobby. <laughs> I, ju- I just want just want to say the title of last week's show that wasn't mine that was um that was sent in by a listener who I did give credit for on the uh, on the webpage and you know Lee had a, had a thought with your love of a driver with a good hair game calling an episode here comes the signs bit I d- I didn't see that to be honest I I hadn't seen what it was called <laughs> <laughs> dedicated to the course name for an episode <laughs> yeah, it is it, it, that's fucking brilliant and you could it's funny as well so you could tell none of us thought of it yeah that, that is that is actually that is actually true uh but for anyone that's joining in with the iRacing it's gonna be eight o'clock uk time on sunday and uh it's gonna be 25 laps of spa in the Dallara f3 car i'm really looking forward to it. gonna stream it again lee because i think i am yeah i'll be streaming it again on twitch um I'm I'm slow. The, the, my Twitch stream is slowly getting smoothed out. I've had slight issues for the last two, but the next one should be fine. Yeah, same here. I'm gonna I'm gonna gonna work on a few things like um, being able to put the camera on an actual tripod and it not falling off because the tripod mount and the camera actually broke on me on Sunday, so everything was held together with gaffer yeah. tape. Yeah, the the worst thing is it's worked webcam. So I need to get that repaired before I go back into the office. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, right, we have done some shameless filling, and I'm going to do a little bit more, actually, while we're on the subject of video game stuff. Um, no new Formula League challenge this week. We're extending the last one from two weeks ago, Monaco in the wet in a 2019 McLaren, for another week because I'm in the process of swapping over from my old laptop to my new one. I've not transferred everything over yet, so I need to move all my spreadsheets. Very important. You love spreadsheets. <laughs> As spreadsheets is one of my main hobbies, I'm, I'm looking forward to some quality me time when I can do that. Lee is uh, coughing in the background there. You, you've can taken the you breath who, away from him. He has a cold. <laughs> yes, I, there's no, I, I'm far too bunged up and snotty for it to be Big C Little V. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for a new job. 
<laughs> I hope you're not. Uh, hope you're not too bunged up and snotty to read out the questions from a total shunt, though. No, I'm ready. Uh, and this is from someone that's never sent it in before, uh, so I'm I'm going to do it. But there is only nine questions. But do we get a drum roll for how you're going to mangle their name? No, it's from Mitchell Scott. That's, that's a cycling well, team, well isn't it? Oh, I, thought it was, I thought it was Mitchelton Scott. And it's Mitchelton Scott, yes. <laughs> it's from, oh, right, well, it's, that, that's not how it's right, written here. <laughs> it could be Mitchell <laughs> for short, Twitter. I suppose. No, it's I don't. I don't Twitter think it's the actual cycling team that's that's submitted it, a total shunt. <laughs> oh, right. It would be Mitch, wouldn't it, for short? Sure. You know what? If this total shunt is the, is the team Mitchelton Scott, <laughs> <laughs> I was born. Yay. In 1977. Okay. I have raced in Formula One with three different manufacturers. Right. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, so we're looking at, if it's a driver, we're looking at somebody who probably retired within the last 10 years. Oh, yeah, you would have thought so. Oh, I can actually, one of the questions I'm going to split in two, so there is 10. Uh, during my time in Formula One, I've scored one podium. Lance Stroll. People who scored one podium. Pedro de la Rosa? He's be older than, than how old would he be? 43? 43. I don't know. Reti- retired sometime in the last 10 years. I think he was like 40 when he did his last race, wasn't he? In like 2012. He did. He did a race, didn't he? Do a race where he filled in for Sergio Perez. Yeah, when Perez was injured. Yes, and he had to like he had to he was driving for Sauber, but in his McLaren overalls, and it was very confusing. Yeah. Very last minute. Yeah, he might be a little bit older. So I'm just trying to think. What's how about Cam? How old would Kamui Kobayashi be I now? I don't think he's quite that old. I think he's um, late thirties. Mid to late thirties. Okay, just trying to think. Teams that Pedro de la Rosa has driven for: um, Sauber, obviously. Arrows, Arrows, McLaren, and McLaren. I think that might be it. Yeah, maybe. Should we, should we go with that as a first guess? He oh he he did do something for one of the like arse end of the grid teams, didn't he? Like a Caterham or a Marussia or one of those. HRT it was, was it? HRT. Yeah, uh, that, I think probably not the uh, Pedro de la Rosa then. Although we'd probably want to forget that happened, and that's why he said he only drove for three teams. <laughs> <laughs> but in the absence of anything better, should we go with that as a first guess? Yeah, I mean, strictly speaking, he was never signed for Sauber, was he? They just borrowed him. No, I think they had him. Um, they actually had him as a racer a few a few oh, seasons okay. back before then. But I still yeah, can't think. Yeah, let's go with the first guess. Yeah. I have scored 44 points. That, that doesn't help. Okay. In 2005, I qualified in the top 10 on seven occasions. Yeah, it could be De La Rosa. Yeah, it's... It's feasible. Uh, who would he have been driving for in 2005? That would have been his Sauber years, wouldn't it? Yeah. When Sauber occasionally sort of surprise people by sometimes coming out with a fast car. 
just before they became BMW Sauber. So yeah, I think Della Rossa was driving for them then. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. Do you need a guess on this one or? I think that's fine. No, no, no. Next, another question. Uh, another two, isn't it? I think. Um, at one point in my career, I was teammates with an Italian. Well, that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> so around about that time, the Italian could have been Liuzzi or Fisichella. Trulli. Trulli. He has a few options, isn't there? Mm. Did Liuzzi race for HRT alongside De La Rossa in their first season? I don't think he was HRT. I think, was it Noreen Cartacayan that they had alongside De La Rossa? Yeah, sounds more feasible, was doesn't Liuzzi, it? Was Liuzzi with Caterham? Jano Trulli went to Caterham with wow. Heike Kovalainen. Yes. So was he with Virgin? Maybe. Christ, that team went through some names, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. In its short existence, Formula <laughs> One. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, yeah, Jano Trulli is, is, is Italian. Heike Kovalainen, he's not going to be 43, is he? He's not, and I think he has more podium. Yeah, he has more than one podium. One race win, but I think mm-hmm. more, than, more than one podium. And I don't think he was... A, was he about in 2005? He was not. He made his debut same year as Hamilton. Yeah, good point. Tiago Montero. And each other since. Ooh. Tiago Montero. Tiago Montero, I did just say that. Mm. Yes, because he's he's the the non Ferrari in the the in, Indy disaster race. Yeah, he? he he was the one who actually celebrated because uh, Schumacher and Barrichello buggered off, and yeah, Montero kept going mad and spraying the champagne over all three remaining fans. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that was his only podium, wasn't it? I think so. Driving for Jordan. Which were really actually Midland at the time. Were they? Um, yeah, Midland had actually Midland had actually bought the team at the start of the two thousand and five season, and then renamed them for two thousand and six. But they couldn't they couldn't rename for the two thousand and five oh, yeah. season because they were still the, Jordan in two thousand and five. Then yeah, yeah, the Midland owned Jordan team because EJ had already left by that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, Thiago Montero is a good one. Yeah, that is that is a damn good shout. I think if we still got one more before we officially do a guess. I think that was number six, yeah. wasn't it? No, no, it was number five. Uh, oh, sorry, yes, it is number six. We added an extra one in. So I split one, didn't I? Yeah, I would like a guess. Montero? Tiago Montero. I was a national cycling champion at high school. That Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> no. <laughs> wait, wait, is it Mitchelton Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I have won the Indianapolis 500. Okay, so... Sato? Kuma Sato would yeah. be... Does it, He doesn't have a podium, though, or does he? I can't think he, of it. I think he does. I think he, I think he had a podium in BAR days. Ah, possible. Yes, I Before forgot they about became that. really terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but then they went really good again and started winning championships. <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, I think I think it could be. Mm-hmm. 
I have 12 wins and nine poles to my naming an IndyCar. That was, yeah, that was sound about right. Yeah. I am the first person of my country to win an IndyCar race. Gotta, gotta yeah. be, gotta be. No. Shall we, shall we go for it? Can do. Are you Takuma Sato? I am Takuma Sato. Nice. team. Yeah. Yay us. And the usual question following one of these, how do you send in a total shunt? Uh, you can tweet me in a private message at a total shunt. You can send me a private message on Instagram. I'm also a total shunt on there, and I will read them out, and I'll butcher your name. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. And if you want to get in touch with the rest of us, you can get us at Three Legs Four Wheels on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And individually, we are... At Sean Cowper. At Flood21. And at Pablo100. Right, we'll be back same time next week, and I mean, at this rate, we'll have another show with lots of F one in there. I hope Let's so. hope so. More Maldonado speculation. Oh, that would that would that would that would be excellent. I... Maldonado is from Renault confirmed. <laughs> and I don't I don't think uh, we're all that far away from actually being in the same room to record again. I think I can see that happening by the end of next month. We can do it as a three-piece at the so. moment, technically. Yeah, te- technically, we could under Isle of Man restrictions, we could actually do it with um, three of us as long as two of those people are me and Sean. Or yeah, we would um, be allowed to go to the official podcast room if Flood was unavailable. Yes. But I think um, it's worth pointing out that the Isle of Man, which is obviously where we are based, is... is light years ahead of the UK in terms of rele- relieving the lockdown. Yeah, very yeah. much a different um, situation. Before, before before we start getting emails like, what are you thinking, putting yourself <laughs> in the same room? Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Isle of Man's had its own lockdown rules and we are doing okay. We're not doing too bad. And I just want to say to everyone um, who listens to us in South Africa, from next Monday, you will be able to say cheers. Yes, Finally. Finally. Yeah, uh, Niska, I will raise a glass to you and you'll be able to raise one back. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, right, we're going to um, get this. This will be out Monday for everyone on Patreon. Uh, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, go to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels. Sign up from as little as $1 a month and you get the show early. And then when we get back to normal recording, you get an extra show and you can listen to it live through discord at the moment and all sorts of extra all sorts of extra benefits as well and uh, we'll be reworking the uh, reworking the patreon benefits very soon as well cuz i've had i've had a couple of couple of ideas which we'll uh, we'll chat about during the week um anyone that's knocking around on discord cool. now uh we'll jump onto the chat channel and have a natter. chris are you joining us yeah, should be able to for a little bit, yeah. Yeah, and Lee. I'm taking my coldy ass to bed because <laughs> I want to let him sit. Rock and roll. Oh, party every party every day. Um, <laughs> right, see, see you all on Twitch Sunday at 8 o'clock for the um, Belgian Grand 3. Absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm not going to win it. I'm not going to lie. But I'm not going to crash as much. That's what might win it might win it yeah no no that's what i'm hoping as well but until then stay safe and we'll see you next week bye-bye bye-bye bye